Welcome back to the Mental Health Commute with Dr. Walt Duffy and Matt Duffy. This episode is going to be about the mental-physical connection and how that relates to mental health. Matt, I'm going to let you fire away. How much does a condition in either your, what people traditionally consider physical health versus conditions in mental health, and how do they, do they even affect one another? You know, I think the first question people potentially go to is, if I develop either a physical condition or a mental health condition, how does that affect my likelihood to develop it something the other way as well? So, and does it matter if I start with physical, am I more likely to go develop something with a mental, or if I have a mental, am I more likely to develop something physical? And just from your experience in treating people for multiple decades, do you see it occurring or is it one of those things that's talked about but never really seen in practice? I think it's much more common than people realize, especially when you look at chronic conditions. So, I mean, if you have like acute ear infection or a acute respiratory respiratory infection, something like that, that's going to last uh, four to five days. A lot of times you might feel a little bit down. When we talked about the episode of body battery, that probably more pertains to that. But when you have like a chronic pain disorder, really bad arthritis, you know, diabetes, these chronic conditions cause inflammation and some other things that really limit and impact your daily life. They wear on you and they do set you up. And it's been shown in the literature that if you have chronic physical illnesses, you have a higher likelihood of things like depression, anxiety, and those types of disorders. On the other side, if you have things like chronic depression, maybe not just an episode of mild depression that is not majorly impacting your life, or you have an episode and it's gone and never have another episode, but you have recurrent severe chronic depression, high anxiety, social anxiety, those things, those set you up for physical illnesses. There's a number of reasons for that on both sides. What happens when you have a a chronic disease? It impacts your life. So you stop things like socially interacting as much. You might find it harder to get out of bed. You're staying in bed longer. You're not eating as well. You might not be taking your medications consistently. You have inflammatory markers that might be going up in your body that are finding to be related to both physical and mental health conditions. And the other part is they just majorly impact your life. So you cannot, you know, sort of like the mask thing we just had an episode on. You're losing some control. When you're losing some control, it tends to mix over, whether it's onto the mental side or the physical side. Talking about the connection between the mental and the physical diseases, I think the first question or second question that people come to is, is one causing the other? If I find out I have diabetes and then later I develop depression, did my diabetes cause my depression? Or on the flip side, if I developed depression and then later got diabetes, did depression cause diabetes? And I think what I heard you saying is depression doesn't cause diabetes, but depression may cause you to change your diet and change how you exercise and those things. And that causes you to develop diabetes. Or on the flip side, having diabetes means you can't eat your favorite foods anymore and may mean you, you can't go out with friends the same way you used to because of what activities they do when they go out. And because of that, you develop depression. One disease isn't causing the other disease. It's one disease, the impacts it has on your life, causes other things to develop. 
Yeah, that's one aspect. We also know that everybody has vulnerabilities too. So you might have some vulnerabilities that are brought out by those change in habits that you have. That if somebody else had those same change in habits, they might not have. So there's both. You know, we talk about the biopsychosocial. So you just talked more about the psychosocial aspect of things, of environmental changes that you're making, psychological, whether you're interacting with people as much. But there is also a biological underpinning that you and I might change our diet the same way. We might change our social interaction in the same way. You might develop diabetes from that, and I might not, you know. So we do have some genetic underpinnings to that, too. It's usually a combination of things. Very often, not easy to say, oh, yeah, there's a direct correlation. We know that there's some indirect correlation, but we cannot often say that, well, this caused that. We know that they're associated and you're at higher risk. Right. I think the thing that we're trying to get close to being able to say is developing depression isn't the reason that you develop another physical condition. Yeah. I think what's really important from that is, you know, I'll have people come in to me and say, did I cause myself to be depressed? Did I cause my depression? Did I cause my anxiety? Or if I just did something, would it just go away? Why does it have to be be around? Why do I have to deal with this? Life would be nice if we could just say, oh, I just changed that one thing. It would all change. These are sort of complex issues. I mean, sometimes it's you're in a bad relationship, and if you disengage from that, you start to feel better, and maybe the rest of that resolves. Oftentimes, it's a multi-layered thing. The reason why we're focusing on this so much is part of the reason that Integrated care is becoming a thing, and we'll dive more into integrated care in the future. What we know out there from the literature and the research, and I'm assuming your experience and practice, is if you develop one condition first and another condition second, whether it's physical first and then mental or mental first and then physical, you can't fix one by only addressing one. Depression came first, and then you develop diabetes, only addressing your depression won't help your diabetes. And if you don't address your diabetes, it's unlikely that we can fully address the depression. What is brought to my mind by that is back when I first started out in private practice and started working with patients in substance abuse treatment centers, it was often taught that, well, you have to stop drinking, you have to stop using marijuana or all these things before you can address the depression, the anxiety, the ADHD. And uh, that really made no sense to me. I said, well, if they still are depressed and they're anxious, how are they supposed to stop drinking? How are they, even if we get them to stop during this 30-day program, aren't they still going to be at high risk to relapse when they go out? So what have we really done for them? You have to address both at the same time. So you have to treat their depression, their anxiety, and the alcoholism. You know, you don't always know what is the chicken and the egg. The same goes for mental health and physical health. If you have diabetes, a heart condition, arthritis, chronic pain, difficulty recovering from a broken leg, anything, and you're depressed, anxious, you need to be treating both of those things at the same time to have the best help of both of them improving and getting into remission long term. The other side of the connection between the mental and the physical that is a different direction of, of where we've been going thus far, but I think highlights how much they're connected 
is there is actually a, a diagnosis where you're having a, a mental issue starts to present through physical problems. Just talk to that a little bit and why that might happen. Why you might have something like depression that presents as a physical issue? There are diagnosis that comes with actually having mental illnesses present as something physical, potentially pain or things like that. Well, you can have things like conversion disorder and things like that. But I think what you're really talking about is I come into my primary care physician and I say, have no energy and I'm feeling run down and I'm not sleeping well. You know, I have these other things. I have aches and pains. So they're presenting as some physical symptoms. You know, maybe I'm anemic, you know, maybe my blood count's low or maybe there's other things going on. So we know that there are physical representations that people will talk about when they're feeling depressed or anxious because it's one, it's much more acceptable and we're sort of taught in those terms to talk. And we'd rather that it be something that's really physically easy to fix, you know, rather than saying, I'm sorry, you know, your blood works fine. This really sounds like you might be dealing with some depression or some anxiety. And yes, there are some diagnoses sort of like, well, I think you're getting more at are the somatoform disorders where somebody comes in and is talking about all these physical ailments and they really don't have any physical issues. Nothing can be found. So a lot of their psychic issues are presented and always talked about to others as physical complaint. The one most people can identify because it's portrayed on films like House and Things is phantom limb pain, right? There's a pain there and a limb that doesn't exist. So how am I feeling pain when there's not a pain receptor there? Yeah, but your body and your mind are connected very well, right? So there was a limb there. <laughs> your body's saying, there's supposed to be something there. And my mind is going, I know there's something there. It's They're trying to make a connection. And it's very common. I mean, you lose a limb and your mind wants it to be there. You want it to be there. And all of a sudden, you have this sort of pain. And we have a lot of referred pain anyway, even when you do have all your limbs. I'm seeing someone now who deals with that all the time. And they know what the issue is, but their mind still wants to make that connection. So from a, a patient perspective, potentially what happens most often is if I have multiple things going on, for me, I have a priority list, right? What's the most impactful in my life? And maybe I think I can only deal with one thing at a time. So I really don't want to get into another treatment or have to see another specialist until my first issue is resolved. Right, I want to check my boxes and go down the line. What we're saying is, if you don't start trying to check all the boxes at the same time, you're actually probably going to have a low likelihood of ever being able to move away from what you consider the high priority at the moment. I think what you're getting at is that, you know, the connection between the mental and physical. If you don't look at all of them and you solve one of them and the other one's not touched on, it's likely that the other one comes back too. So if you have a primary diabetes, but you also have some hidden depression in there. If you don't find that out and you sort of get your diabetes under control a little bit, well, that depression is probably going to flare up over time and you're going to have difficulty maintaining control of your diabetes over time. So you really need to take care of both of them. I think we have gotten to the end of this episode of the Mental Health Commute. So thank you very much and we'll catch you down the road.